This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. A definite nip in the air as we approach the start of the second quarter here at Harvey Stadium. Phil Graziano now 77 yards away from that magic 1,000 mark as Marple Newtown now moving from our left to our right. Has the ball second down and eight from the upper derby 40-yard line. Handoff goes this time to Stevens again across the 40 and gets that extra push for another couple yards. So we'll face a third down and long here. We'll say call it six. And it looked like number 50 on the stop. Kenneth Kellner. So gain of one there. Third down and seven from the 39 with just about 30 seconds gone here in the second quarter. 7-7 time. Marple Newtown driving. See if they go back to Graziano here. They have Ron Alf split once again wide to the left. Stevens in motion. Diagordi and Graziano. They do have a pitch to Graziano. Tries to find a lane outside the 40-yard line. Gets up across the 37-35. So more positive yardage here, but nowhere near the first down for Marple Newtown. Number 40, Etzweiler on the stop for the Royals. So Graziano picks up more yardage and continuing to tick off. The Gain of four there. So it's a Graziano just continuing to... Punch Chip away. away. So. But Billy Weaverling is on to punt for Marvel Newtown. Fourth and three at Upper Derby's 35. Let's see if Billy Weaverling can get this one off unmolested this time. He was under duress the last time. It's another high snap. Takes it at the 50-yard line. Boots it. It's an end-over-ender. Coming down in a fair catch to Chris Green for Upper Derby at the 12-yard line. So a nice punt there that time. A little high, but was able to hold on to it. And Most importantly, he came out of this uh, unbruised and, and upright. And you got, got, got him pinned inside the 15. Exactly. Anytime you get that ball inside the red zone for the opposition, you've done your job, and Billy Weaverling did just that. He's been very consistent over the course of this season. And I'm, I'm assuming that the Tigers are probably going to key in on Jameer Boyd, the receiver who scored last time, a little more often on this series of plays. Now, certainly if uh, Upper Darby does tend to move the ball, but I don't think they'll take the chances with the pass this deep in their own territory. So first down and 10 from the 12. Shotgun formation. It's a handoff this time to Michael Wallace. He gets up across the 20, 25, cuts across the middle of the field, 30, 35. Finally dragged down from behind, shy of the 40. Look like Ron Alpha on a stop for Marple Newtown. So a good job there by chasing him down, but that a little kid misdirection. Has some speed. Wallace has a lot of speed and was able to really just kick it into third, fourth gear. Once again, we'll keep repeating this. Five foot five, one hundred forty pound junior Michael Wallace. He sneaks up on everybody. Uh, he has he has the ability to hide behind that line and then just break open and, and appear out of nowhere. And he definitely has some motor as he showed on that play. Gain of twenty three. 
So first and 10 from the 35-yard line with 10 minutes to go here in the second quarter. This time it's another handoff to Wallace, and he goes absolutely nowhere. And number 72 on the stop for the Tigers, Christian Whiteside. No gain on it. Loss of about a yard now. So, second down. So excellent. That time they don't give him forward progress. <laughs> so, it is a loss of two, actually. Second down and 12 from the 33. Interesting calls sometimes, Greg. Interesting calls. So, we have Etzweiler now split wide to the left. Lone wide receiver. Shotgun formation. Bleach drops back. Has a man in the flat. That's Robert Cornish. At the 29, gets up across the 30 and only gets a couple, so maybe a yard on that one. Vander Griffin, Carini in there on the stop that time on, on that play. Don't quite know what Upper Darby was going for there. It seems like that was a, that two-yard hitch to the left that the Eagles like. They just leave the man with two defenders and try to, to outwit him. Um, I guess they're trying, they're, they figure they may have a, a speed mismatch, which they do against that linebacker in the flat and just trying to get as much yard as they can with their speed. So that's a gain of one on the play. Third down and long from the 34 with eight and a half to go here in this first half. Marple Newton and Upper Darby deadlocked seven all. Hitzweiler split this time wide to the right. Two men in the backfield. Chris Green directly behind Blees. It's a rollout to the right. Blees has a man downfield, looks for him. It is complete this time to Etzweiler as he came back for the ball. And he's pushed out of bounds at about the 45-yard line. Well, it's going to be an interesting spot of this ball. And really what happened, Etzweiler was not open, but the defender fell down on and the play. Etzweiler did that, do a good job of coming back towards that ball. That's when Etzweiler was able to make his move back to the football, and the quarterback... Really, Etzweiler was the only man downfield for, Mar for excuse me, Upper Darby. He was the only person that even looked like he was open at all. Managed to come away with it. This ball is spotted on the far sideline. Looks like it's by a nose. Maybe Upper Darby has it. Let's well, see if they might not get a call from the a little bit closer to help out their well, old buddies in the broadcast booth. We have booth. a view right down the line, and it, it looked like the, the nose may have been touching it, but... From this far away, who knows? And I mean, it's third and about an inch. Did I just see Giordano uh, make a like a bread loaf? Maybe. So, still waiting for the well, official call. The two sides are changing out their personnel, and, and like they are bringing. They actually are bringing the chains closer to the center of the field now. Which so, which means they're going to get the correct spot. So that we, we have. That means there is no first down. So they're going to break out that magnifying glass and see just how short Upper Darby is. So the measurement along the far side was about an inch. And they just used the chains to bring that ball back and, right. and, and spot it correctly in, in play. It's, it's a miracle of human eyesight that there's no error there. Fourth down and incredibly close, let's call it, for Upper Darby yeah. from the 44-yard line. And I'll have it time out in the field. Marple Newtown will take a little bit of time to think it over as will we with 8.06 remaining here in this first half. Marple Newtown 7, Upper Derby 7. The Royals are driving though facing a crucial 4th and 1. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. 
There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Back to live action as the timeout is through. Marple Newtown defense faces another character test. Fourth down and... About the, width, about the width of an ant here from the Upper Derby 44-yard line. Two men in the backfield. Blees under center. It's a handoff this time to Green. Oh. Looked like he was about to be stopped behind the line of scrimmage, but gets that initial push well across the 45 for that first down. Dan Giordano on the stop for the Tigers that time on the far side of the field. So out of the timeout, both teams switch personnel back to their defense and offenses, and Upper Derby gets the first down. Gain of about a yard and three quarters here. It's more than enough. Again, Marple Newtown, anytime the Upper Derby does have that positive yardage, just because Marple Newtown's about a fraction of a second behind the play. They've shown excellent awareness now as they have a first and ten from the 46-yard line. Handoff once again to Green. He is stuffed. Let's see if they give him any kind of forward progress there, but he is definitely dragged down at the line of scrimmage. And it looked like Carl Kosarski and Dan Giordano in on the stop that time. The gruesome twosome at it once again. And they ended up giving him two yards there. So it's a second down and eight from the 48. Sometimes you wonder, though, where they, why they come up with these spots. Uh, they get in those piles, and it's tough to tell from, from any Right, position. again, but, you know, why, why do they blow the whistles then when the man's dragged down two, three yards back? behind the line in any case seven minutes to go here please under center two men in the backfield one wide receiver to the left one to the right oh there's a Goes hole back is a rollout looks like a free play please is up across midfield 45 40 35 and finally runs himself out of bounds just shy of the 30 yard line but it's almost certainly coming back well that that there was a major hole that time that's why please was able to get line. free and, and Reynolds had a great push. Up he the was middle fixing the. Reynolds was fixing to, to drag the young yeah. quarterback down. Guy was holding his hips and pretty much was just kind of riding along with him on his back there. So that that's blatant. It's very few times in the course of any game where you get to see a penalty that's so Holding obvious. on the offense, ten yard penalty from the spot of the foul. Beat third down. So there you go. There's the official call. So, third down and incredibly long. Ball's now spotted oh. back at the 32-yard line. That's actually second down. So, glare off that marker along the far side of the field makes it tough to tell. But it's long. Shotgun formation. Has a man open across the middle, number 13, Reggie Johnson. He's, he's dragged down just over 35. Nick Stevens in there on that stop for the Tigers over the middle, and they only picked up about five, six yards on that pass play. So I guess Upper Darby's going to go with the school of thought. Let's try and chip away and see what we can get. And if we have to, you punt it. Okay, so it looks like that is a gain of... Gain of four, though. 
So now, third down and 19. Third down and Westchester for the Upper Derby Royals. That's my one a game, Greg. That's it. <laughs> one line again. Shotgun formation for Blees. Two wide receivers, one left, one right. He uncorks a long one. He's got a man downfield, and oh, it is almost Excellent. picked off. Intended for Nikoi. Close to us on the on the near sideline at the 40-yard line. It was right in the hands of Graziano. Inexplicably uh, I, just dropped it. I don't know if he thought it was fourth down and was thinking, why just should I pick down, this right. off? So it, it may have been that miscommunication, but besides the point is Johnson got run over by the receiver, so I had a feeling there might have been a flag coming in, even if he doesn't intercept that. In any case... Golden opportunity wasted by the Royals. Well, maybe he just wants to return one and they'll have through a punt, the punt. Right, exactly. So the punt is on the way. It is high, end over end. And shanked out of bounds. The spot looks like it's going to be at the 30-yard line. An interesting sequence of plays we've had in the last Boy, that thing plays. was airmailed. It looked good coming off the foot, but veered suddenly to the right and died at the far sideline. So with 5.44 to play in this first half, Marple Loontown with another shot to take a lead in a tie game 7-7 with the Upper Derby Royals. Uh, nice nice job. Only 70 yards, 71 yards away for Phil Graziano right That's now right. from 1,000. And he is in the backfield. The lone man in the backfield this time with Alf split wide to the right. Lone wide receiver. Johnson under center. Johnson rolls out. To the near side. He's got a man open. Diagordi across the 35. Tackled by number 53, Nia Adoele for the Royals. So, gain of five and a quarter on that one. So, ball is just shy of the 39 yard line. Second down and five, short five. Sorry about that. Gain of eight. Pardon me. At the 38-yard line. Johnson under center. Hand off to Graziano. Nope. Yep. Hand off to Stevens. Gets up across the 40. Close to a first down. Let's see if he's got it. Yeah, it appears he does. At number 59 for the Royals. Gain of three. Rule on the stop. All he had to do was just lean forward. And by the length of his torso... Gets that extra yard for the first down. Well, now they're running a lot of that fake reverse type misdirection wing T offense to a T right now. So maybe they're tees. saving the drama for a little bit later in the game as Graziano is still 71 yards from that magic thousand mark. First and 10 from the 42 with 4.31 to go first half. Johnson Anderson gives it to Graziano. He's up across the 45, loses the football. We'll see who comes up with it. So it looks like there was a Marple Newtown man at the bottom of that pile. Officials getting down and dirty in the pile to find out who has the football. And it looks like it may have be staying with the Tigers here. As number 56 had the Jeff Howley had the poke at the football and got it loose and was the first man in there. Sometimes that it. stinks. You're carrying the ball. You, you get across that yard line. You're looking for more and all of a sudden, nope. You're looking for the ball. Wait, where's the ball? What happened? No, Got to go, look back. But he fell on that, so gain of three. At the 45. Stevens and Graziano once again 
Back behind the line of scrimmage. Diaguardi in motion. It's a fake. And he's got Stevens up across midfield. 45 dragged down at about the 43. And another nice play by the Tigers as they get downfield number two. Robert Cornish on the stop for the Royals. But Nick Stevens picks up the first down and more. Now Stevens right there. He went up around the 45-yard line. Just did that abrupt right turn. Followed the yard marker. And Johnson hit him perfectly right at that sideline. He got the extra yards on that push. So first and ten for the Tigers at the 43 with 3.15 to go first half. Diaguardi and Graziano this time in the backfield. Diaguardi moves up. It's Duffy now to the right. Alf split wide to the left. This time it's a handoff to Duffy. He gets across the 45-40. 35-30. Finally dragged down at the 25-yard line. Way across the, the left sideline there at the far Cornish end of the field. Cornish stop for the Royals. Number two, the defensive back. Right there, it's just a, a case of a man feeling his way through that line as he has a, a column of blockers that treated him to another big gain. Looks like it's a pickup of about 17 on there. Yeah, nice, nice job by Duffy, really using everybody tonight on the offensive side of the football, and it's working really, really well right now, and it's good to see that this, this Tigers offense is really kicking on all cylinders at this point. Yeah, by my recollection, that's now six plays of over 10 yards already here in this first half for the Tigers. Everybody has a slice. Diaguardi, Graziano, Stevens, Duffy now. Spotting the ball at the 26. And Upper Darby's, I'm sure, his defensive coordinator and, uh, and head coach calling a timeout trying to settle down their defense and, and get their defense to kind of dig in here. Well, they've been pretty much on their heels the entire game. Upper Newton only has four possessions. One score. Two there were held to move the ball, and this is their fourth moving the ball once again. Looking very much like that opening drive where they scored that lone touchdown. So we'll see what Ray Gionta and the offense has in their bag of tricks here. Johnson finally gets up under center. Alf split wide to the right this time. Duffy and Graziano in the backfield. Johnson has a fake off. It's a roll off. Off tackle. And Graziano, luckily he was about to be down at the 25. He escapes. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Wow. Two huge tackle breaks. He was submarine twice on that grab. He finally came out. He said, you know what, I'm going to bust open here. And finally, it had to be frustrating for him. Letting out a lot of frustration and determination that time. And a big 26-yard pickup, knocking more yardage off that road to the milestone. Now within 40 yards, or 42 yards, excuse me. 9.58. Adam Fender off the extra point. Spotted, kicked up, and good. So with 2.48 to go here in this first half, Marple Nuketown once again regains the lead, 14-7. to Phil Graziano with a tour de force. His single best run of the season, not by yardage, but by sheer force of will. Gives the Marple Newtown Tigers a one-touchdown lead once again. Uh, another nice run that time, and Tigers' offense is really starting to pick it up here against this upper Derby squad. 
They and smell, they smell that blood in the water. And hopefully they can just continue to push through and have this defense get a big, another big stop on Upper Darby for the half. Well, unfortunately, I guess it's only 2.48 left. The best part about this for Upper Darby is that the half is coming very soon. Yeah. And that they maybe only have to deal with this one more possession. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting setup. However, if, if Upper Darby does not score, the situation changes in favor of Marble Newtown because they get the ball back instead. With plenty of time left yep. to get that killer touchdown. Something they could not do against Haverford a couple weeks ago was get that touchdown, which provided a little bit of a cushion for error. That didn't happen until late in the third quarter. But the way Upper Darby's defense is, they started out off balance, and now they're just running scared. Fender back for the kick. Gets a little air on it and it bounces at the 35 and 25, 20. Comes down to a man at the 20-yard line, but he barely gets a couple yards after Nick that. Nick Stevens on the stop for the Tigers. Michael Wallace. How can we forget his name right there? Only a couple after that ground ball came up the middle yeah fielded so, it well but I mean, enough time for the defense just to come in on a swarm that's the biggest thing is if the Tigers can force that speed to the outside to run parallel with the field to the almost perpendicular going to the sideline that's going to help them because number one it tires out the running back number two he runs out of yardage a lot more quick a lot quicker so, Upper Darby first down and 10 from their own 23. Shotgun formation once again for Blees. Fakes a handoff, rolls back, escapes a man, had Reynolds there, shifts to the outside, has a man downfield. It is complete to Etzweiler. Up across the 40, 45, and close to midfield. So Tackled by a gang of, of four, four Tigers, four or five Tigers. So, a team effort on that stop. Ira Etzweiler once again coming from nowhere to come back from the ball. Good one this time, as Bleas was just about in the grasp that time. Steve Reynolds had him in his eyesight, but Upper Darby manages to escape that one again. Bleas so, is very quick when he gets outside the pocket, able to make some plays happen with his feet. So unfortunately, a gain of 25, so Marple Newtown here. They're back on their heels a little bit up at midfield. It's a handoff. Direct snap to Bleas. Gets across the 45-40. 35, still on his feet at the 30, down the left sideline. 25-20. Finally dragged down by a trio of tacklers, but again, not what you want to see right after you have the go-ahead touchdown is to give it right uh, back. Graziano making the stop downfield, but Bleas just last two plays doing it with his feet. Gain of 28 on that play. I don't think Marple Newtown could have seen that coming. It was a, a direct snap as, as uh, Blees this time was about two steps away from center. Not not under center, but not a shotgun either. He used that shot right through the hole on the left side effectively. So with 1.30 remaining in this first half, Marple Newtown on their heels a bit. Upper Derby has the ball at the Tigers 24. There's a handoff. A swing to the right side. Number two, Robert Cornish gets his first touch of the game. Dukes and jives across the 20-yard line. Gets just about to the 15 there. Yeah, knocked out of bounds on the far side of the field, but gets that first down or close to it. And he's, like we've been saying earlier, Wallace has speed. Green has speed for this upper derby offense. And 
Cornish, another one that has a lot of speed. But this is really the first time that Upper Derby's shown us what they can do. They've done it primarily on the ground. If it wasn't for Etzweiler, the uh, the passing game would probably be figured out. And for the first time all game, Upper Derby using big chunks of yardage to get downfield very quickly. So 121 to go. That is a first down gain of 10 on that play. Please under center. Hand off Cornish to Green. Again. Is that Cornish? Yes, it was it's Green. Was it Green? Uh, looked like Cornish's too. He has that jersey. That's a five, though. He has the jersey. I think it's a five. And the yeah, back. See, that was a five because Cornish just came in. So okay. the mighty mites of well, Upper Derby. The two of them have confusing their, have the their, heck out of us here in the their, booth. They have their jerseys bunched up in the back, and their flat jackets are showing. So in any case, under minute, are similar. under a minute to play here. First and second and goal, pardon me, from the eight. Please in the center, and looks like it may be a false start again as that play was short-circuited before it ever got off the ground. Bit of a reprieve for the Tigers there. Dead ball, false start on the offense. Third false start. Five-yard penalty, still second down. Third time Upper Darby's been caught with that this half. Nothing like shooting yourself in the foot several times. Nope, and it affords Marple Newtown a valuable rest as it stops the clock with 42.4 seconds to go here. Still clinging to that seven-point lead. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Marple Newtown Tigers football exclusive coverage by the United States Marine Corps. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Upper Derby finally able to move the ball well here as the first half concludes. 42.4 seconds to go here in this first half. They are trailing 14 to 7, but they have the ball second down and nine from the Marple Newtown 13-yard line following a killer false start penalty. I mean, that's the third time today they've done it, and it's hurt them. It's hurt them every single time. So Giving Marple uh, Newtown a little bit of a boost. Marple will be able to make them pay for that mistake. So Blees is finally under center. No shotgun formation this time. Petransky and Cornish. The backs. Blees under center. He's hit. He's dragged down. And sacked. Back Dan at the 21-yard line. Excellent play there by the Marple Newtown defense. Dan Giordano on the stop. Number 40 for Upper Darby's Tim Brown, not Ira. Okay. Sorry about that, bro. It's not what I got. So it is a third down and 18 for Upper Darby after Blee's went down hard. 35.2 seconds to go. And we've just had a correction here 
Number 40 for Upper Darby is not Ira Etzweiler, despite that's what we got on our on our pregame roster. It's actually Mr. Brown. So our apologies to Mr. Brown, who's been tearing it up at times here in this first half. So another excellent read by the Marple Newtown defense. Puts the Upper Derby Royals in an even bigger hole here as we inch closer towards the end of that first half. Ball spotted at the 22-yard line now, so it's almost certainly going to be a shotgun formation here for Dale Blees. And it is with Cornish and Green in the backfield. Takes a two-step drop. Blees is almost caught at the 20. Escapes at the 15, the 10, the 5. Ball is loose. And it's picked up by Marple Newtown. So let's see what the call is. Maybe he was down by contact, Nick but Nick Stevens picked up that ball with certitude. It's interesting because they threw the beanbag down on the ground. We'll see now what happened on that. Ball is at the six-yard line. Blees had a man open. Green in the flat. He was almost taken down, but he spins free at the five, and he's in for the touchdown. Uh, that's, that's interesting set of downs there once again for Upper Darby. Well, it, it looked like they Upper Darby and might have gotten away with a hold there because the, the defensive end on the far side fell down as he was coming through, and it looked like the, the, the lineman had a grab of his shoulder, but please was tell. was also under center. He was down right, right from the get-go. He came through. It looked like he might have actually been close to the line of scrimmage there before he got the ball away to Green. But Another case, block the score, and the extra point. The extra point is blocked. So a momentary reprieve for that defense in those crazy series of events here down the stretch. So with 11.3 seconds to go here in this first half, Marple Newtown retains its lead 14-13. Well, that <laughs> Graziano has two weeks in a row now a blocked extra point, and that time... He got through with just a lot of unease. A lot of ease. That was, that was like the uh, the blocked field goal at the end of the first half of the Eagles game. I think if he had another second, he probably could have picked the ball up from the spotter right. and ran it down. No, no Sunday to. hop, unlike the, for the 49ers <laughs> defender last Sunday. Two Sundays ago, as it were. So... In any event, we will. Marple Newtown saves face there as the Upper Derby, was, for the first time all game, was able to move the ball at will. Still up by a point with the kick coming. Well, Graziano has been influential in uh, positive six points for the Tigers and negative one for the Royals in the last two possessions. Back deep, as always, Diaguardi to the far side. Graziano in the middle and run off to the near side. Each man skirting around the 15-yard line with Graziano, the deep man, about the 13. Bain on for the kick for Upper Darby. It's a squib kick rolling along the 40 down to 35, 30, and picked up by number 22, Carl Kasarski who just takes a knee, falls on it, safest play there could be. And nine seconds remaining. Uh, probably going to see the Tigers just knee it as well here and take it into the half. Oh, well, you never know. Lead. 
Graziano's only 42 yards from the magic mark. Maybe just give him a token run. <laughs> uh, whatever happens, this will be the last play of the first half. And, uh, As they line up with Diaguardi yeah. and Graziano in the backfield. Appears to be the safety formation again. But Johnson takes a knee. As time melts away here in the chilly darkness of Harvey Stadium. Each team goes to their respective corners as we come to the end of that first half with the Marple Newtown Tigers enjoying a slim lead over the Upper Derby Royals by a count of 14-13. to 13. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps back in a bit after the halftime festivities with the call of the second half. This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. 